you don't need to focus on the how. You need to focus very specifically on the what. Mm. What is it that you want? What is it that you know would be the dream come true? What is it that would be ideal? What is it that you can create with your imagination that may not be obtainable to you at this moment, but at least it gets you moving in the direction that you should be going in to ultimately wind up with the order and the plate that you ordered. Welcome to the Push Podcast. Why push? Because a nudge is just too friendly. And friend, we're here to help you get your shit together. I'm Eddie. And I'm Janelle. And we're the Copelands. We've got three daughters, two businesses, a mortgage, and lots of responsibilities. So just like you, we're struggling to find that perfect balance of ambitious go-getter hustle while still staying present, loving our kids, and working on our relationship. (laughs) And doing the laundry, going to the grocery store. Oh, and don't forget being mindful. Yeah, all of the stuff. (laughs) So if you're juggling all the things, but you're also trying to get to the next level, guess what? You're in the right place. So get ready to be pushed. Hey guys, welcome back to the Push Podcast. I'm Janelle. And this is Eddie. And this is episode number 44. We're going to oh, dive in. You know, my favorite, my favorite, favorite pre- president. Can I talk? My no, favorite president. <laughs> Start was, over. Was number 44. <laughs> what up, B? I posted. Uh, <laughs> a, what in the world? A, no, it wasn't a what in the world. It was I, a what in the world. No, because Kayla w- was messing with this filter. And this the filter, TikTok filter. Yeah, the TikTok filter. That and, looked like Eddie was having a, a FaceTime, FaceTime conversation, conversation with Obama. <laughs> and so many people messaged me. It was like, is that well, real? Well, because, yeah, you were a perpetrator. And I would you tell, put it on your no, Instagram stories. And you yeah. said, what an unbelievable moment. No, I did not say that. I said, great like, conversation. Or somebody talked you to you. You said like, something no. like. And someone said. You know, it was so crazy because I wasn't surprised. I was like, well, thank you. That's a good compliment. I'll take that. So uh, that was. Did you say that it was a lie? Yeah, I said, no, oh, I said, you... no, I said that was. Are a, you uh, sure? Yeah, I told everyone. That, well, I don't think I told everyone. I just kind of let it linger. Well, you now know? the world knows. <laughs> so I want to spend just I, I just want to dive in today. And today's episode is going to be a quick story but we don't do things quick. So I want you to work with me and listen to this story because I do think if you stick with me, it could help change your perspective on how you're probably not thinking big enough in life. I know about five, six years ago, we were not. Mm-hmm. And it takes someone that is at a different level than you that can push you, but it also takes you being really uncomfortable allowing someone to push you to see that you're just not asking for enough of yourself. Yeah, and I and can I just add something to that? Because I think when people hear the word, when they say, oh, someone who's at a different level, what I see when I think of that, I think of a level of thinking about a very specific thing, because mm-hmm. we all have varying different degrees of thinking about certain things, like someone who's at a different level of thinking about finance, someone mm-hmm. who's at a different level of thinking about business, but someone could be at a different level of thinking about health and fitness. Mm-hmm. And so you can be the fittest person in the world, but you need to connect with someone that's thinking at a higher level right. when it comes to finance and things of that nature. Amen. Thank you for that clarification. <laughs> so um, a couple of years ago, well, this is about five or six years ago. I had a friend, well, when I first started the Cake Mamas, that was about 10 years ago, there was another business local in the neighborhood and they made children's clothes and dresses and shoes and they did a lot of charity work in the community. So we crossed paths and this company was called Aldabella Scarpa. And Monica, the owner and her sister, um, Monica became one of my good friends in business, you know, a colleague in the community. 
And for years, you know, when I would stop by to visit her and check on her, she'd say, you've got to meet my sister. She's positive like you. She's a go-getter like you. She's always getting into something new. And you just, you have to meet my sister. She would say this repeatedly over the years, right? And so we just never like made that opportunity come to life until uh, she had said it for so many years that somehow we wound up going to breakfast. So we planned a breakfast together, just the three of us. So my friend Monica, she invited her sister, whose name is Rosemary. And, you know, I was going to meet Rosemary for the first time. And so we went to this restaurant and we're sitting there and just to kind of give you like where I was at that moment, we had a second location. The Cake Mamas had a second location. It was a $175,000 custom bakery, this kitchen that someone had built that I had purchased from them. We had it for five, six years. And all of a sudden on the day after my birthday in, I'm just going to call it five years ago, um, (laughs) I got a letter through the mail slot at this location saying that we had 30 days to vacate because the owner of the property's son was building a brewery. It's a bunch of bullshit. No, I'm joking. And they needed my space. (laughs) So just so you know, those of you that don't have a business, do have a business, like there are parameters in your lease that say, hey, this is my property. And at the end of the day, I'm going to do what I want with this property. So I'm going to politely ask you to leave so I can tear down your freaking $170,000 bakery and build a brewery for my son. Note to self, buy the building. Right. And that was a tough lesson, right? So that was the day after my birthday. That was a sucky ass letter to open, right? Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. If you don't know by now, Janelle and Eddie are very good at getting bad news sitting with it for a moment and then saying, okay, well, you know what? I can't change this. So how do I find the blessing in this? And so, yes, I cried. Yes, I was disappointed. Yes, I was probably using cuss words. But at the end of the day, if you really think about it, I don't own the property. That's the risk that you take when you start a business and you build a kitchen in someone else's property. It's not yours. And I don't think we're in any type of misconception that there's supposed to be some fair meter that we have. You don't owe me shit. (laughs) Exactly. Like, oh, my God, it wasn't fair. It's outside of the fair meter. Please take it back. You know, (laughs) some people people operate 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 like that. that, You can't do this. This is not fair. Right. I can't do this. This wasn't not designed to be fair this right. was designed this to is be my property right how i want it to what be i'm going to do with it so Absolutely. just keep that in mind like when you get bad news are you the kind of person that like operates from a fair barometer right. because life isn't fair no. so anyways we get 30 days we get the boot and what does that mean i lose out on the kitchen that was built right right this is a money-making right. space this is not like it was just operating like, two businesses yeah. out of our balance box um, meal nutrition meals and then also the cake mamas yeah absolutely so we needed this but anyway so you understand the disappointment but you also understand it took me like a day to say okay Also, here are the facts. I didn't really want to be in that business anymore, the food meal prep Mm -hmm. business. And I kind of prayed for that. Like I kind of prayed for a way out. I was overworked and it wasn't what I thought was ideal, but it happened. And nonetheless, it was kind of a prayer unanswered that was now answered. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. Right. And I remember us kind of like talking about that, like, holy shit, I think I wished for this. Right. And so I want you to also pay attention to when bad things happen to you, you know, what is it that 
like maybe you have been, uh, you've been not wanting to go to work. You've been complaining about your job. Boom, COVID. Yeah. Now it, you don't have a damn job. A hundred percent. Like the energy and the thoughts and the prayers and the wishes that we put into the universe, I'm telling you, they conspire to right. work in your favor, whether or not you really wanted that to right. actually happen. And I know there's some people right now, COVID is like, has given them what they wanted, mm -hmm. but also not given in the them way what they, they wanted it. Right. Exactly. Not at the time they wanted exactly. it. Exactly. Like, it's like kids. Right. Oh, we want these kids, but God damn, these kids it's are expensive. like the universe gets your order wrong, <laughs> exactly. right? It's like I ordered fries, but I didn't want freaking, you know, plain fries. I wanted curly fries, right? So stay with me here because this is very much about the universe <laughs> jacking up your order. Or you <laughs> or you not putting in the right order. Or, you know, yeah, you, you ordered fries and they gave you the most expensive fries you've ever uh, had in your life. And you said, I didn't want this. You said, no, that's that's what we you make. ordered fries. Yeah, this is this is a different type. This is not McDonald's. We right. make special fries here, right? <laughs> so, like, but that is how it is sometimes. Like, you think you are asking for something you want, you get what you want, but it wasn't what you expected. There was no and specificity. The, and the cost. I know you're going to talk about this. Mm -hmm. And the cost was not something you were really to fit the bill on. Right. Okay. So we're at breakfast now. Just so you know, this is the next morning. So I find out. Uh, let's just say I find out on a Saturday, I have Sunday to be upset about it. Now, Monday, I'm at breakfast, right? So I'm meeting this woman for the first time and she's pleasant and she's sweet and she's, you know, sisters with my friend. So we have food, we, we order our meals and then we start chatting and she says, so tell me about your wonderful business. I understand you've got this cupcake shop and, you know, I just love following you, blah, 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 blah. And then I told her, I said, yeah, I'm kind of going through something right now though. Like, and I was really positive about it. I said, two days ago, we got evicted. I got a 30, 30 day notice that, you know, I'm going to have to move out of my kitchen. It's going to cost me money that I don't necessarily have. And I'm going to miss out on that huge space. It was like over a thousand square feet. Yeah. Uh, it was 2000 square feet. And it was, you know, it, it was just it was necessary for my business. Yeah, we yeah. had storage there. So I'm explaining this to her. Um, we had storage. We did large orders. We had an office. It was mm -hmm. huge. It was, it was great. Yeah. We did parties there, kids parties, whatever. And so I said, so now, you know, I have to, she said, oh God, I'm sorry to hear that. What are you going to do now? And I said, well, you know, I need to figure out like, I don't know what what's available to me. I need to figure out if I should, you know, find another bakery. I need to figure out what's open in the community, what vacancies are available. And she goes, well, what do you want? And I was like, ah, I mean, I don't really know. I wanted that, you know, mm -hmm. I wanted I, I want something bigger. I said, I need something bigger. Um, than what I have at the other location and I need some storage space. And I was talking about basic necessities. Yeah. You were talking about surviving. Right. And yeah. so at some point, a few minutes into it, she says, oh gosh, could you please stop? And I was like, um, what? Mind you said, just met this lady. I just met this lady. <laughs> she said, please stop talking like you're desperate. You are not in a state of need. You're not poor. You don't need like, oh, whatever's available to me. You know, I, I need this, but I'm kind of waiting. And, oh, you know, I think I want this, but I'm not sure what I can afford. She said the universe doesn't know how to answer whatever order you think you're putting in if you don't clearly put in an order. And so, again, I just met this woman. That's kind of triggering. Mm hmm. 
Like, first of all, you told me, oh, God, basically, she said, stop complaining already. Yeah, yeah. And I wasn't complaining. I was just telling her, like, hey, I'm on the hunt. You know, there's not much real estate available right now. There's not any kitchens that are built right now. There's not that. So I was kind of focused on what was available and what was not available to me. Right. And she said, you know, oh, gosh, please stop. You yeah. know, you've got to really decide what you want. So she said, she said, I want to teach you something and um, I think it'll help you. The universe is like uh, going to a restaurant and placing an order. And, you know, we came to this restaurant, we placed an order, you ordered very specifically egg whites, steak, you told them how you wanted it, please put the potatoes on the side, blah, blah, blah. She said, what do you think you're going to get when he brings out your your plate? I, I'm going to get what I ordered. She goes, exactly. So if you don't place an order and you don't even know what you want, then how can the universe conspire to give you what you want? Yeah. And so I have to tell you, I was triggered by it and I was annoyed. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I know this lady probably drives. You were super annoyed. I, well, I am not home. there yet. <laughs> I was triggered. I was uncomfortable. Yeah. And I didn't know what she meant. And here's why I need you to listen to this. I knew that she did really well for herself. Mm -hmm. I knew that she was probably a millionaire. I knew that she drove a Porsche. I knew that she was pretty well off. And I immediately thought she doesn't know me. Right. Like, you don't even know what you're talking about. Not everybody has money like you. I don't just have all these options available to me. Do you know where I came from? Do you know that I built my business from nothing? So immediately, and I'm not a defensive person, but the way that it felt was like she was telling me, you're not desperate. Stop acting like it. Mm -hmm. What do you want? Yeah. And I was like, well, it doesn't matter what I really want right now. It definitely matters what I can afford and what's available to me. Mm. And that was what triggered her. Mm -hmm. She was like, please stop. You're not poor and broke. Mm. You don't know my financial situation was what I felt. Right. And she said, so she pulls this tattered envelope out of her purse and she pulls a pen out and she says, "Okay, let's just do this together. What is it that you want? And I was like. I want a bakery. And she goes, no, that's not specific enough. What kind of bakery? Where is it at? And I have to tell you immediately, I was like, she wants me to play Barbie dream house <laughs> and I'm pissed. I don't have time to be playing Barbie dream house right now. That's right. the image that I had in my head. Like, oh, this bitch wants me to play Barbies with her right now, right? And again, I need you to listen to the story and ask yourself, what would you do if we were having breakfast and you know, my sister or m- me or Eddie said, please stop. Yeah. What is it you want? For God's sake, stop talking about what you need. What do you want? Yeah. And so she pulls her pen out. You know, She's waiting for my order now. She said, let's place your order. So where is this bakery? And I was like, I don't think this broad's listening. Like, is she listening that there's not much available, right? And so I immediately answered and I said, well, there's not many spaces available. I've already contacted some of the ones that have the four lease sign up. And, you know, I've got a couple of appointments today. She said, please stop, please stop. She cuts me off and she says, where is this bakery? And I'm like, oh my God, I have to play along with this in order to get out of this, right? So I said, it's in Glendora. She goes, not specific enough. Where is it? What street? And now I'm really upset because we're building a Barbie dream house. Okay. (laughs) So she's actually asking you to create something that's not there that you don't even see 
or I, at that particular time thought was even possible for you to call your own shot. But why are we even talking about this when it's not an option for me to On just the say, heels of losing something. Right. I just lost something that was going to cost me money now. I'm folding a business. Right. You don't know me to be telling me to design this bakery, right? So she says, uh, where is it? So at that moment, I realized that I was so upset inside. And the only way I was going to get out of this breakfast is if I played along with her stupid little game, right? And so I said, um, it's on a busy street in Glendora. And she goes, what street? And I said, I picked the two busiest streets in Glendora, Grand and Route 66. I literally was being a smart ass in my head, Grand and Route 66. <laughs> so she said, okay. Las Vegas Boulevard, please. Talk to me about it. Is it a standalone store? Is it in a strip mall? Like, what is it? Is it a small little, how big is it? I said, it's 6,000 square feet. Now I'm just kind of being a bitch, right? 6,000 square feet. By the way, that's the size of like, Applebee's or yeah. something. Okay. Yeah. Like a major so it's chain a restaurant. restaurant. Yeah. And she said, okay, that's big. Part of me is being a smart ass, but I am just kind of like going with it. Is she even it. flinching at this? No, like it's not at all. Like, okay. No, she's yeah. writing it down on this envelope. And I think this is an important thing because if, if you're telling, if someone's telling you their big, audacious, crazy dream, mm -hmm. and the person you're saying it to looks at you like you're crazy, like you are exposing their short-sightedness. Mm -hmm. And if her, if she's looking at she it- She didn't flinch. She didn't flinch. Like nope. she's in her heart of heart, she's thinking, if that's what you want, yeah, right? that's what you want, then it's available and to you. And so for people listening to this, look at your circle of friends. If you told them their biggest, wildest dream that you wanted to accomplish it, no, not, better yet, you wanted, mm -hmm. would they look at you crazy and would you be revealing to them how small their thinking is mm -hmm. and what their belief system and faith system possibly could be? I think that's impressive when you think well, about that. Well, in this case, I think it's a little bit reversed though, because I was just spewing out stuff kind of to be a smart ass. But she wasn't like she wasn't phased she wasn't by going, it, Are you sure this is kind of big? <laughs> I wasn't committed to really like, oh, this is what I really wanted. I was just trying to get out of the conversation. Right. That's important to note at this yeah. moment, right? Yeah. So I said six thousand square feet. She goes, Okay, what does the building look like? And I said, What do you mean? And she said, What color is it? What is the, what's the finish? And I was like, Oh my God, we're literally building a Barbie dream house. And I didn't say this out loud. I yeah. was just super triggered and annoyed. And she's going to listen to this. She's never heard me tell this story, but it changed my life, which is why I'm sharing it with you guys today. So I said, um, well, the exterior is like uh, modern, but it's got like mixed woods and metals. And I guess there's some black fixtures. And she goes, oh, good. Walk closer and look in the windows. Are there windows? And I'm just like super annoyed, you guys. Like, <laughs> what the hell is happening? So she's writing down everything I say. I said, yeah, there's lots of windows. And she goes, what does it feel like inside? And I go, it feels nice. Like it's a nice restaurant, I guess. And she goes, okay, look up. What are the, what do the light fixtures look like? Are there a lot of lights? And I said, yeah, there's a lot of lights and, uh, they're hanging from the ceiling and they're like a metal of some sort. She goes, look at the floor. What kind of floor? Again, she's writing all this down. I said, it's a concrete floor. I'm like that. I like concrete floors, you know? <laughs> and she goes, what kind of music is playing? And I said, Bruno Mars. And she goes, oh, I love Bruno Mars. She goes, how much money is in your register? And I said, uh, $2,000. And she said, how much money does your business generate on average in a day? I said, $6,000.
I'm literally spewing out just numbers, right? And she says $6,000. Okay, that sounds good. So that means you make $180,000 per month. Are you good with that? I said, yeah, that sounds great, <laughs> right? So I'm just like, whatever. And she says, okay, um, what else did she ask? She asked about the fixtures. She asked about the money. And uh, so I'm getting an idea that she has done this before for herself. I she was very specific on what things she to has look done for. this visioning before, yeah, but absolutely. not building a restaurant. Right, right. Right. So, so yeah. So she writes this all down, like to the everything that I said. And then she slides over the envelope and she goes there. Now there's your order. Now you can place your order. And I said, so like, then what? And she goes, <laughs> what do you mean? And I said, so how do I make this happen? And she goes, you don't have to worry about the how. You just needed to know the what. And you didn't know the what. Mm. And I was so fucking annoyed. I'm just going to tell you. So you just sat here and built a Barbie dream house with me, forced me to do this over breakfast. Now my eggs are cold. And now you handed me this tattered ass envelope that's got my dream on it. Without the dollar sign without behind it. Any, are you an investor? Are you like, do you know someone I don't know? Right. And she said, now you can place your order and the universe can conspire to help you bring it to life. And I was like thinking in my head. So it's just some magic shit. Like, yeah, you're like, woo, woo. She said, just be in in forward movement. Right. Right. So then we finished breakfast and I'm super annoyed. Yeah. I'm just like, OK, yeah, I'm ready to go. And she said, don't forget, life is about you placing your order. If you don't place your order, you get exactly what you order. And that's nothing or that's what everybody else thinks you deserve. Mm. That's pretty powerful. Yeah. Okay. So I get in the car and I come home and my husband's off that day. Do you remember? I come in and mm -hmm. you're like, how was breakfast? And I started crying. Yeah. I was like, super I don't upset. even know what this lady just did. She made me do this. And I threw the envelope on the table and I'm telling you the story. And, you know, I'm just like so annoyed because I already felt defeated and deflated and you know, like I was lacking something and then this just kind of made it worse. And so my loving husband, who's very Jesus-like, <laughs> looks at me and says, what if this is what faith is? Yeah. Like, what if you're not supposed to know how to do it? You're just supposed to have faith that now that you know what you want, it can actually happen. Like, what would happen if we leaned into this? And I was like, I get what you're saying. <laughs> I get what you're saying. But why would she do this? I said, I get why she did it, because now you're right. I'm very clear on dreaming bigger. I'm yeah. very clear on the fact that I wasn't thinking big enough. But I'm saying it in the same tone that I'm using with you guys right now. Like, I'm annoyed by it but that's how i process things yeah. right like i will be annoyed and triggered but i will always learn the lesson yeah. would you agree to that absolutely okay so i'm like yeah but she didn't tell me how right? right so eddie comes up with this theory that just says well what if we're not supposed to know the how right what if we just you know place the order and see what happens mm -hmm. so then shortly after same day we have two appointments to go look at these spaces in the community that are open that I could potentially move the bakery into. Again, I don't have money. I don't really, I can't really afford a bigger move, but I have to start exploring options, right? 
So we go to this place. It had been vacant for a while. It had a drive through. And do you remember the real estate agent? She was just annoying. Yeah. And, and pushy. And yeah. like, oh. And yeah. lying. Yeah. She was like, well, the, the lease is going to go up because, you know, the going rate in the community. I'm like, girl, this has been and vacant we, oh, for and five we have, years. And we have a major chain coming in. Right. A major chain grocery store. Mm, they've been saying yeah. that for about seven years. Lie, Ain't nobody lie, been there lie. yet. So we got a bad vibe from her. And then it had a drive through. And I was like, I mean, I'd have to like sell bagels or donuts or something to like. And then that's when your brain starts, your brain starts to like compromise and Mm. and change and start to say, oh, well, maybe I can make this work. And you start getting back into like that. Let me just survive. And this is probably affordable. what I started to do. I started to say, well, what do you think if we did this? And what, you know, I'm just playing the scenarios over in my head. And my husband puts his hand on my shoulder and he says, baby. Did you order this? <laughs> and I was so annoyed with you. I was like, no, I didn't order this shit. What are you talking about? And he goes, well, then let's go. And I'm like, do you understand there's two spaces available in the city right now? This space and the space that we're going to look at in an hour. And Eddie literally said with a smirk on his face, he goes, well, if you didn't order this, let's just go. And I was like annoyed with you. <laughs> Super annoyed with you. So we leave, we kill some time, and then we go to the second location. Immediately, we look at the second location, and I can tell that there's termite damage, remember, in the wood. Yeah. It was a good location as far as, like, visibility to the street, but it was like, uh, okay, I don't have the money to be building this entire kitchen in a termite-infested building, regardless of the visibility. Yeah. And so, you know, you looked at me again and you go, did you order this? And I was like, Eddie, please stop with the order. No, I didn't order this, right? (laughs) So we go to lunch, we have lunch, and I'm just like, I don't even know what to do next, you know? And then all of a sudden, something happened, and I was looking at the envelope, and I was like, oh my God, I know where it's at. Mm. And you said, what? And I was like, get in the car. Let's go. And so we drive down the street. We're driving through our city. And I shit you guys not on uh, the corner of Route 66 and Grand, the streets, the two busiest streets I had given her. There was this construction, um, this strip mall that was built about seven years prior And when they were building it, they put maybe, what, do you think, 10 small little stores? Yeah. And then there was a huge, like, restaurant space. Really big. That that I never, ever, like, looked at, right? But I thought, oh, my God, I think that that little building, like, one of those spaces is now open. And it used to be, like, a teriyaki place or something. So I thought that that's where we were going. But then when we pulled in, it wasn't available, And then I looked at the big building in the same shopping center that I had never paid attention to. And I shit you not, there was a huge sign on it that said 6,000 square foot retail restaurant or business for lease. Yeah. As big as day, it said 6,000 square feet. On the street that you wanted it to be on. On the exact same street. So I had seen this for seven years. No one had ever moved in. Ever. Someone started building it and they ran out of money. And so it had like, you know, the shell of like a walk-in. So we get out and I'm like, son of a bitch. Oh my. Remember (laughs) how crazy we were like, just the sign up that said 6,000 square feet restaurant space available. You could have looked at, you literally could look at the envelope line by line and look inside and you said, 
like was it being constructed as you were writing it down it's so funny it had been vacant for seven years so we walk up and we look inside guess what the floors are concrete Concrete. we look up guess what tons of fixtures that were like a metal hanging from the ceiling lights everywhere every single thing that i said was on this right on this envelope and we're literally looking at each other freaking out covering our mouths like jumping around and just like it didn't even matter that maybe it wasn't going to be ours. It was just there. Yeah. Like literally we manifested. I manifested yeah. that. Right. Yep. And I knew at that moment, it didn't matter if it ever came to fruition. It just mattered that I showed up and the universe delivered. And I don't know if that was the universe, if that was God, if it was both, if it was whatever. Well, yeah. It, I do One think it was same. all. Yeah. Um, and I don't. Th- and it was a lesson for me to exercise faith and to dream bigger. Absolutely. Okay, so then it gets crazier. I go, what the hell do we do? Like, it's 6,000 square feet. It's available. Oh, my God. And he said, I said, how are we supposed to build this? And he goes, don't worry about the how. <laughs> so now you sound like Rosemary, right? He said, don't worry about the how. And so then all of a sudden, oh, we said, well, let's call. So we call, leave our name, leave a message, you know, hey, call us back. We're interested in leasing this space. And then as soon as we hung up, we got a call from a former mayor in our city who was has frequented our business forever. And they said, hey, I just wanted to randomly give you a call and see if you were planning on moving like out of the city. And I was like, ah, well, I'm kind of looking for another space. I lost my lease on something. And this person said, well, could you do me a favor and go down to the city and talk to such and such because the city has some money available and we want to pour it back into some small businesses. And I want to make sure that we do what we can to make sure the Cake Mamas does not leave Glendora. And I about shit my pants. Do you remember? Yeah. So we got in the car, we drove straight to City Hall, talked to this person that we were told to talk to. And this person said, uh, we said, she said, do you have a location available or in mind? And I said, well, and Eddie's like poking me under the table and we're laughing. And I said, well, actually, yeah, I think we do. There's a place, you know, on the corner of Route 66 and Grand. And she said, oh, that 6,000 square foot space. I know the, the broker. Let me put in a call for you. And so she said, we want to make sure that if you were to get a building like that, like how much do you think it would cost? Blah, 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 blah. Long story short, by the time we left the office, they were basically saying if we could create so many jobs and we would commit to staying in the city for so long, they would grant us 80 to a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. So what are you talking about? Money just landed in our lap. (laughs) Like I want to cuss so bad, right? Yeah. Okay, so then we leave and we're just like, holy shit, what just happened? So then the guy calls back and says, yeah, you know, that space, um, it's 6,000 square feet. You can put a restaurant in there and it's $18,000 a month for rent. And I was like, ooh, okay, uh, let me get back to you, right? Yeah. I think I asked to still go see it or something. But so I sit down, we're at home and we're just freaking out that it even kind of came this far. And I start to do the math and I'm like, wait a second, I told her that we did $6,000 per day, Day. which equates to $180,000 a month, which equates to $2.1 million a year. And the rule of thumb for your rent when you're renting any sort of business space is not to exceed 10%. 
10% of $2.1 million <laughs> is $18,000 in fucking rent every month. Like, it was so crazy, you yeah, guys. Yeah, it was like, it was a clear representation. God said, you know what? I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you what I'm capable of. I'm going to show you what I'm capable you of. You keep questioning yeah. me. That's not good for you. Your whole life, you've been trying to like how it to death. Yeah. How, 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 how. And all I just want you to know is all you need to say is what do you want? Right. Yeah. And so here's the thing. I trained with my cousin in Reno for two weeks to try to figure out how to run a restaurant, you know, to do all this stuff. I did all this research. I had a menu. I still have all this stuff. Yeah. And I think now I'm very capable of owning a restaurant but in this moment like of all of this uh so basically it was like a whirlwind after this and i just mm -hmm. kept on kept on opportunities kept kind of coming up and i just kept learning and showing up i didn't have all the answers i didn't have all the money i didn't have all the pieces i didn't even know how to run a restaurant right but i started to kind of move in action and be just progressing right 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 and then at one point we got so close to potentially like signing a lease and like doing this and i just asked myself is this what i really want yeah and i remember talking to you about like at the time you were potentially going to get um transferred mm -hmm. which meant who was going to take the kids back and forth to school uh the girls were starting high school and i wanted to be there to go to their volleyball games and stuff like that and when i really really asked myself like is this really what i want to sign up for it's going to be a huge investment of my time and the commitment cost, yeah. for the next probably five years the answer was no. Yeah. Like, I couldn't be away from my kids that much to start a project that big and that costly. I mean, you didn't want to be. I didn't want to. Right. Yeah. For five years. Right. And and that is a big thing because sometimes you put things into the universe and the universe gives it to you. Mm -hmm. God delivers. And then what ends up happening is that you've got to say, do I the cost to, to really bring this right. to life because faith comes at a cost. Yeah. Like you're going to have to pay something in order to make it really come to life. Yeah. And you gotta ask yourself, is that well, what- Well, success is that the, comes with a cost. Yeah, success comes with a cost. So I have no doubt that I could have successfully, it wouldn't have been easy, but I could have successfully opened a restaurant here in our community um, that would easily generate $6,000 a day. However, when I really peeled back the layers, it wasn't what I really wanted. So yeah. I had to revoke that order. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so this story is two times now that I've placed an order. I placed an order when I was complaining about having my business, my two yeah. businesses in that second location. I placed an order every time I complained about maintaining two locations and paying all this rent and, you know, being mm -hmm. dissatisfied with that. I was subconsciously placing an order that I didn't want that location. Yep. And it came to fruition. Yeah. And I think it's important for people to listen to this and understand that you're a constantly in a creation state, mm -hmm. whether it be consciously or unconsciously. And what what ends up happening when you do that is you can hope and wish for things that you don't want to happen by just constantly keeping them in your mind. Mm -hmm. Like all the things you don't want, if you constantly are looking at those things, staring at those things, you are allowing, you more. are creating their universe mm -hmm. that you want. You're creating that world that you want. And it ends up happening is that the unconscious state but puts you in a place of reaction. It puts you in a place of being emotion-driven, ego-driven. Mm -hmm. And then you'd end up getting what you don't want instead of really being conscious. And so what Rosemary did in that situation, I hope you guys all caught that, is she forced you now to put be in a conscious state of 
of awareness of what she really wanted. And that is hard to do because you are forced to slow down. I think that's why it was somewhat aggravating because it makes you stop. Well, it was triggering in a lot of ways. One, I don't know you. Two, I don't think you understand my story, my situation, my current events right now, right? And three, you're pushing me to do something that feels very awkward and it feels stupid to be quite frank, right? Now, five years later, we know, and we do this to our students all the time. We hear people complain all the time. We hear our kids complain all the time and we're like, okay, stop. What do you want? Right. What? I just want you to listen to me. No, that's enough. What do you want? How do you want this to, what's the outcome you're looking for right. in a perfect world? What? Well, this isn't a perfect world. And I see myself in these people every single time we do it. And so I thought that this story was really important to share with as many people that will listen, yeah. because I do think that life is about placing orders. And, you know, Jim Rome said a really cool quote. He said, people are ha- apprehensive of the future because it's not well designed. They leave the design up to someone else. Mm. And, and I think that, that means place your order and know mean, how you want your eggs, yep. what kind of steak you want, like be very specific with it. And it's kn- not just food people. It's, it's everything. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I'm perfect at it. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes you get so much in, into your routine and you go, go, mm-hmm. go that you stop creating consciously. And so I want to make sure people know you're constantly creating. Mm-hmm. And if you stop and you say, OK, I'm going to write down. This is why people say writing down your goals is so important, because when you write it down and you put the order and you're really specific in detail and you don't worry about the how, but then you pursue it from a standpoint of put my mind there first i can create the design first and then i can feel it touch it and experience it what happens the house starts to come to you and i think though we are so if you grew up in lack like we did then your favorite word is how yeah how do i do this how do i get that how am i supposed to do this (laughs) you're willing to do whatever but you need someone to tell you how yeah and i think that the point of this is that sometimes all the time, you don't need to focus on the how. You need to focus very specifically on the what. Mm. What is it that you want? What is it that you know would be the dream come true? What is it that would be ideal? What is it that you can create with your imagination that may not be obtainable to you at this moment, but at least it gets you moving in the direction that you should be going in to ultimately wind up with the order and the plate that you ordered. Yeah, right? Yeah. And so I think that that's the message I wanted to share with you. You have to be very clear on the order that you're placing, because if you don't place an order, you get exactly what you order, which is nothing. <laughs> yeah. You ain't getting shit or you get what everybody else thinks that you deserve. And, and, and I want you guys all, as you listen to this, practice this because asking yourself, what, what do I want? put you into a higher level of thinking. It puts you into a, a thriving belief. Mm-hmm. And I think when you sit there and you stew over what you don't want, or maybe you're stewing over like the how, I think you get into a low level thinking and then you get into into a situation where you're you're in a survival expectation. And I that, like for me, survival expectation is, a, is like an auto correct. It's mm-hmm. like that's where you automatically go to because that is what happens when a lot of times when you're born and raised in a, in a kind of a poverty mindset, mm-hmm. you start getting into a survival thing. Yeah. And then that survival expectation is like, is success is survival. Mm-hmm. Oh, we made it to the next month. Right. That's successful. Right. right. Instead of getting into that, what do I really want? Like, do I really want something well, different? Up to and that then that point, level no one high, had ever asked me. Yeah. And what do you want? 
And I like that should make you emotional if you grew up in the way that we did. And then no one ever really asked you, what do you want? What do you want out of life? What do you want for your business? What do you want for your family? Because you always thought it was about what's available. I'm going to take the leftovers. I'm going to take whatever I can see. Right. And and the biggest thing is that the things that you want most, you cannot see. Right. Until you start to design it in your mind. And also until you start to be around people that push you. Yeah. So the, the real important part of this is that I was triggered by her. She made me very uncomfortable. She pissed me off, but I leaned into it anyways. And so I want to ask you before we go and wrap this up, when someone triggers you, do you become defensive? Yeah. Do you shut down? Do you tune them out? Do you miss the freaking message because you're too busy being a mess? Mm-hmm. And that's not something that I recommend. Yeah. I think that every time someone who has maybe accomplished more than you or has maybe a different perspective or just might be offering you something different, always see what the offer is, even when it's uncomfortable, even when it doesn't feel familiar, because outside of your comfort zone is really where the success is, right? So if I would have just said, you know what, I don't really want to do this and I don't really like you and I don't really (laughs) want to play your stupid game and you don't know me. That would have got me nowhere. Like, like knowing you was an important thing. Right. <laughs> she didn't need to know my background. Right. She just needed to know what you wanted. Right. And help you. But create, I create. didn't know what I wanted. Right. And so I want to thank you, Rosemary, for changing my life because that story will be a story that forever changes our life. Right. Anytime we're unclear on something, we're like, hold on a second. Let me sit down with the tattered ass envelope or whatever is available. I need to really write out what I'm trying to do here. Right. Yeah. And so this episode is about placing your order. I want to challenge you. Get your journal, get a tattered notebook or or an envelope and ask yourself, what do you want? What yeah. do you want out of a career? What do you want from your kids, out of your kids? What do you want them to accomplish? What do you want out of your relationship, out of your marriage? What are you hoping for? Uh, what do you want your business to generate? What kind of influence do you want to have in the world? Place your damn order. And if you don't, the order will be designed for you. Yeah. Like you will it's get not what be you, as good. Yeah. You will get what you get and you can't throw a fit. Right. It, and so I think that that is if if what Janelle just said doesn't inspire you to want to design something for yourself. Look at the other part of it. Maybe you'd be feared. Maybe fear is another a- aspect of it. Like if you don't consciously design it, then you're going to get probably what you don't want. And you got to realize that you created it in the, either way. Yep. So hopefully this episode served you. If you loved it, please leave a rating and a review here on iTunes. Send us a message. DM us on Instagram. We want to know if this was something that was helpful for you. And if it is, we'll share more stories with you. Push through. Thank you for listening to the Push Podcast. Hey, we want to hear from you. So if you have a question or there's a particular topic that you want us to tackle and you want us to help you push through, you got to do something for us. You got to go to Apple Podcasts and you got to leave a rating and a review. And in that review, go ahead and leave that question with your Instagram handle so that we can shout you out when we actually answer the question. And we'll talk about that on the podcast and make sure that, hey, this particular podcast is made for you. So leave a rating, leave a review, leave your handle. And until next time, push through.